0: We are live.
1: How we doing?
0: How you doing, Shiv? Do I sound okay? Yeah, you sound good. Okay, cool. That's perfect to hear. Um, How's the week?
1: You know, uh, it's it's like a transition week between studying and stuff. It's kind of, I started the week off like, dude, it felt like a throwback, to be honest, like, to... I don't know, to like an old self or like I kinda I wake I wake up at a good time, you know, I kinda start the day off right. You get your coffee in and then you know you start working on something. And then by like midday, I'm just checked out.
0: You know, (laughs)
1: I'm just like, all right, you know, I can push this off. You know, with with it's one of the things with it's with ADHD and just general with me, it's I have to have deadlines, you know, and if like I have things that are far out unless it's super important, like a big project, I'm not going to do it until I'm approaching the deadline. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So, uh, like right now it's just been a chill week. And like, I even told myself once I was done taking reg that I was going to take two weeks to really just, just chill out. And that's kind of what I've been doing, but I'm back on the gym grind after taking last week pretty much off and that feels good. Uh, that's where I just came from. So yeah, we're a little late because, uh, the chest pump uh the chest pump was too good you know what i'm saying
0: if the chest pump if the chest pump is immaculate no excuses are needed for the late i mean night.
1: it's it's the best day it's the, it's the two days of the week you get to do chest you know you, you gotta mm. you gotta you gotta enjoy it
0: i mean chest is my favorite day to hit i think whose be-
1: who's favorite day isn't chest
0: yeah that's that's true you know if I've, I've found some people though that i've spoken to who like legs a lot too which yeah, is well, weird if, you're, because if their
1: back is healthy and their knees are healthy, yeah, I bet it is.
0: The, the problem I have with legs is that legs take the ultimate amount of work to actually see progress and improvement. Just they suck the soul out of you, bro. They, and they do. And then you're probably – after you hit leg day – you're not sore the next day after. It's the, but day it's after the, the day after, the day after. The day after, the day after, you start feeling that shit. Oh, it hurts. Yeah. It hurts like a bitch. Um, but honestly, I think chest day is the best for me. We've talked about this personally, but it's definitely the best because you see the most improvement in chest.
1: You know what I've actually – sure. actually, I'll check that. I'll, I'll say recently my favorite days have been back. Why uh, back? So it was always one of those things where as a kid – uh, my dad would always tell me, he goes, "You know what the really strong people do is they can do a lot of pull-ups." Mm. You know, you'd say, "You know, your great grandfather used to do 100 pull-ups in front of me," and I was always like, as a kid, I was always the fat kid, right? I couldn't do a pull-up, and like, it always bothered me that like I, I just couldn't do pull-ups. And even when like I got older, got a bit stronger, I, I still couldn't do pull-ups. Like I could do push-ups. I went from, you know, you could go, you go from whatever you start out at when you do push-ups when you're like 10 you know, to now, like, obviously that number, like, keeps going, doing pushups is easy, doing pullups is hard, and so, like, the past two months, I've been really focusing on, on back and doing pullups, and, like, that number is finally, like, getting to a point where, like, I don't just, you know, oh, let's do five, and then we'll call, you know, and then, and then we're done. Now, I'm, like, I'm actually, the number's actually moving up, so to me, you know, back has been a pretty enjoyable progression. Uh, That's just me,
0: though. Uh, I mean, that's always awesome to hear, too, Back day is a nice day too because it's very, uh, I think I like, uh, I like pool days for sure too. Like mixing in those pool days. So obviously you're back. um, You'll get, you know, uh, legs is considered a push, right? Legs is a push day. Legs just sucks, man. Legs do suck.
1: Fuck legs. But you got to do them. You got to do them.
0: You do got to do them. Uh, Speaking of the gym, I don't know how this really relates, but. a big topic this week has been Brian Flores and the NFL. Speaking
1: right? of the gym, Brian Flores. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so so uh, one of the things I wanted to lead into w- before we talk about anything that has to do with Brian Flores, I wanted to talk about the Rooney Rule uh, because the Rooney Rule is kind of uh, coming into question the last few weeks and, you know, in the past couple years um, with employment. But basically – for those of you who don't know, the Rooney Rule was implemented by Dan Rooney, the Pittsburgh Steelers owner, to increase diversity um, and increase interview opportunities for minority head coaches. Um, so guys like Brian Flores, for example, guys like you know, Marvin Lewis, black head coaches in the NFL. Um, one of the biggest disparities in the NFL is that for the, the majority of people who play in the league are black athletes. And they're not really represented um, by head coach. It's, I think there's one right now currently in the entire NFL, like one minority one employed, head coach. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so it's been kind of a topic among like Black Lives Matter groups and obviously social activists. They want to see more minority head coaches. And obviously I don't blame them at all. Like they should. There should be way more. Um, and it's kind of surprising that a guy like Brian Flores is coming out about it because – He's definitely a credible head coach, right? Me and you have both said on this podcast before that we think he deserves another opportunity. Uh, And the fact that he's kind of being slapped around by teams um, just because they have to fulfill their interview requirements is, you know, pretty silly to me. So I wanted to hear your thoughts on that. And then, you know, you can explain whatever you got to about the the Brian Flores situation.
1: I I, I personally, I, I think it's very upsetting. Number one, as a Giants fan, this is very upsetting uh but in general in general, uh taking the Giants out of it, uh a very upsetting situation. I said previously on the podcast and in circles, I really wanted Brian Flores to be the Giants next coach. Like really bad. I fit, I love the mentality. Um every time I see that guy get up on a presser, he's never never budging and talking about losing. Uh and it's really upsetting. And I mean, to start from the beginning, I think my biggest, my biggest issue with this situation is the Rooney rule. Get that out of the way. But my second issue is obviously the way teams handled it. But that is a byproduct of the system in the NFL in the first place. So the Rooney rule states for head coaching jobs, there needs to be two, uh, two minority interviews Mm -hmm. for, uh upper management, GM, president and such, there needs to be one, right? Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's essentially equivalent to uh, a lot of affirmative action laws, right? And in Mm -hmm. theory, this this sounds great. It's, yeah, let's give, like, let's mandate that there be an opportunity for minorities and in this case, specifically African-Americans to get some representation in the league. Because I agree, like you mentioned earlier, it's not right that there's only one and even all right let's so go before there was three last season Mm -hmm. that it doesn't make sense there's a a large pool of african-american coaches that are more than qualified to coach and it it is not right that that that's a situation and i'm not going to be one to just sit there and point the finger at racism because i feel like that doesn't actually solve anything but my problem with the Rooney Rule is exactly what happened. It's like teams have made their mind up. And it's not – I'm not knocking the Giants for making their mind up on a coach, right? They like uh, – uh, what's his face? Uh, I'm blanking right now.
0: Um, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers head coach?
1: No, 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 no. Who the Giants just hired?
0: Oh, Another Brian DeBowl. Brian. Brian, Brian, Brian
1: Dabble. Brian DeBowl, right? So, so no. all right. They interview Dabble. They like him. They want him, right? That's their guy. And clearly from the Belichick texts – he was their guy. I'm not saying that 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 is in itself is wrong. But the fact that Brian Flores has to go from interview to interview. And this is the problem with with not just black head coaches, but this even happens in regular corporate workplaces, is that minorities who go into these interviews can already get the sense that this is just a complete sham and it's a complete waste of their time and it's so degrading when you got a guy like flores who is a good coach he's a good coach mind mm-hmm. you if the what he's saying is true which i don't doubt that they offered him 100k per loss this dude won like six straight games at the end of the season mm-hmm. you know his record is maybe one or two below 500 i think like he didn't care at the end of the day he did not he did not like first of all, I want to say Hugh Jackson just basically admitted that he sold he sold out like big time.
0: Right. That that mm. dude
1: went won one game in two seasons. But aside from the fact, right? Like, this guy's a good guy and does not deserve whether or not he's a good guy or not, right? Does not deserve this type of treatment. And so number one, I think the Rooney rule needs to be taken away. And the only way I think that you're gonna get change, and this has brought up a topic from before when we brought up this this subject, is it needs to come from the inside. I don't doubt the theory that NFL owners are racist. And I'm normally, and you know me, bro, You, I'm not one to just point that finger. Mm-hmm. But clearly, clearly this has been an issue for years, and it's been outlined, and One thing I I don't really like ESPN that much, I will say, having listened to ESPN for the past eight or so years avidly, they have brought this issue up multiple times. Stephen A. has gone on multiple rants where he is visibly pissed Mm -hmm. about the Rooney rule. This is not something that's old, right? And credit to Brian Flores because this is similar to – The Colin Kaepernick situation where, you know, he's he's saying that he's doing this for a greater cause. And in the Kaepernick situation, a lot of people could disagree. But in this situation, there is no disagreement that Brian Flores is putting his entire future with the NFL on the line here. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And it but here's the difference. Brian Flores has got ample proof from the texts from the documents that he has from, I'm assuming if they're going very public with this lawsuit that they got, they got the bullets ready.
0: Oh yeah. They're ready to go. Mm -hmm. So
1: really, honestly, bro, this is a situation where it's just really sad that this has to happen. And it really infuriates me. This is one that I really, it really gets my blood boiling, especially because the fact that the Giants decided to hire dabble when I really wanted Flores and, The fact that Flores wanted the Giants job, he said in the text that he wanted the Giants job too, Mm -hmm. makes it even worse. Uh, Do I think that the Giants ownership is racist? I don't know. I can't say that, right? I I can't make those assumptions. But on the only other contention I'll say to this before before we go back to you is if an owner or a team has already set their mind on a guy, right? And again Mm – That's not a problem. You like dabble or you like whoever. That's not a problem. How do you how do you follow this rule without looking like a racist? How do you do that? No, it's a serious question. This is not this is not a joke. How, How do you follow this rule? This is the only issue this is the only challenge I have with this whole proceeding cuz do I think the rule needs to get removed? Do I think Brian Flores needs to get some sort of compensation? Do I think he deserves to go through any of this or any black coach deserves to go through any of this? Absolutely not. Do I think part of the, like th- that there is some inherent problem within the NFL? Of course I do. But how from the owner's perspective do you do you do you combat that one question?
0: Yeah, I don't know the answer.
1: Exactly. Exactly. It's, 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 and it's one of those where I, I, this is not me saying the Giants are getting let off the hook or the Broncos and especially not the dolphins. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Right. But this is, this is the issue. And this is the issue that brings on to to other roles. It's, it's, and we're not even talking about, about merit. First of all, I think Brian Flores has more merit than Brian fucking dabble who I'm like, pissed we even have now. Like this dude is automatically on the hot seat for me because of this whole situation. But It's really sad and fucked up because here's the thing. If all the owners were actually looking for the best candidate, because clearly they're not. No. Right. Clearly they're not. There's an ample amount of minority coaches that are not getting opportunities. And when they are, and here's the fuck, here's the most fucked up part about all of this. When those minority coaches like Hugh Jackson and, uh, uh, Brian Flores are getting put in these positions. They're getting offered money to lose games, which Mm -hmm. they know at the end of the year means they get fired, which means their record gets tarnished. It means their chances of getting another job is significantly decreased. Mm -hmm. Like, first of all, the owners paying their coaches to lose games. I'm not new to this world. I know that's happened for a while, you know, but it's not right. It's not right at all. You know, the whole situation is just fucked up. And if I was, if I knew the solution to the problem, I'd be, I'd be in the boardroom right now. Right. I don't. Right. But I don't know what you think about it, but I think it's really fucked up. It makes me pissed. Uh, There's,
0: there's multiple things that you covered that I kind of want to cover individually. The first one is you mentioned how, um, like you're in full support of Brian Flores. Um, and you think what he's doing is amazing. I 100% want to agree with that sentiment. Uh, the one thing that I will say too is I think he's the perfect guy to do this, right? Like,
1: hundred percent. He's
0: he's the perfect guy to make this stance, and he has. I think he has the second most credibility. The only other guy who could do this and even be more successful is Mike Tomlin, but sure, obviously Mike Tomlin's got a job. Um, I haven't really heard Mike Tomlin. At I know, I, I I have heard him. I think a couple of times on ESPN, he's spoken about it, but he's got a job, right? So. He's probably not going to be as vocal as a guy like Brian Flores. So Brian Flores, I think, is the perfect candidate for this, right? He's a credible head coach. He's worked under the greatest of all, the greatest coach of all time in Bill Belichick, and um, he's proven to be a winning head coach in the NFL with a very bad team. Yeah, the Dolphins. The Dolphins. Bad. The Dolphins stink, man. And they went eight and eight his first year there, and last year what they go eight and nine? Did they were they one game under? Um, I think I he had
1: a winning record. He's coached for three seasons, right? I think he I, had okay. – uh, here, let's we'll just pull it up.
0: Let's... Sorry about that. But I'm just going to keep talking while
1: – Boys, we don't
0: have a Jamie, all right? Yeah, we don't have a Jamie. We don't have a Jamie. We'll get one. We'll get one eventually, but we don't have one. But one thing I'm going to say is um, perfect guy to do this. Number two, I wanted to talk about um, – you basically asked the question like how do owners interview more minorities – if you take away the Rooney rule, right? Like what is the, what is the process or how does, you know, how does any of this? Sorry to
1: interrupt you real quick. Five and 11, 10 and six, nine and eight.
0: Okay. So Back -back back to back
1: winning seasons,
0: back to back winning seasons. And I think he made the playoffs that 10 and six year, didn't he? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So he's, he's a playoff coach in three seasons. And let me remind you, the dolphins stink. Okay. They're, from They're top to awful, dude. The, the top to bottom, they don't have any talent that I would cons- even consider in like um, building my team around. Even two of their new quarterback, I don't believe in him. But that's a whole other argument. Um, but then when it comes to the owners, right? Like the first thing that I think the NFL needs to do, they need to identify any team that was giving minority head coaches money to lose games.
1: <laughs> Dog, the NFL's not doing shit,
0: that, man. – Listen, they, they they may not be doing shit, but it's what they should do. Sure, like
1: sure. I like agree.
0: a hundred percent. Any owner or any GM who's offered a fucking head coach to lose games on purpose, you are destroying the integrity of the actual game. I think the owner like, should have to sell the team. That, I mean, I agree. We both know that one. Sell like the, the fucking team. That's the most probably far-fetched one, but I I agree with you there as well. You know,
1: you want to lose games? You want to go ahead and lose games? Fine, sell the team.
0: Yeah. You know? I mean, I a hundred percent agree. Um, but like the, the thing is my biggest issue with this, right. Is that, um, how is it that the Rooney rule was created in Oh three. So next year we're going on 20 years of the Rooney rule being active. How is it that every year, the number of minority head coaches actually gets smaller? Like, it's, we're making no progress when it comes to diversity in the NFL. And you're right. Like, guys like Stephen A bring it up all the time, and nothing gets done about it. And the very sad, unfortunate thing is it's going to take a guy like Brian Forrest to be a martyr now because the chances that he gets a head coaching job in the league, in my opinion, if he continues with this lawsuit, are very slim, okay, considering that he's going literally up against the guys that would hire him. So like this guy is sacrificing his career and I think he's doing it even in a, in a bigger way than Colin Kaepernick because Colin Kaepernick prior to um, his entire thing was people, he, he, he was employed. Correct. But he also was a backup. So he wasn't a starting quarterback in the league anymore. Right. Like he was benched, right. For whatever reason. And I'm not saying that, you know, I have no problem with what Kaepernick did. I actually really respect Colin Kaepernick. But Brian Flores is a guy who this was the start of his career. It looked like it was going to be a very, very very promising one. And he's already getting shafted three years in. Um, and then the last point I wanted to make is actually just kind of the, on a lighter note. But did you read the text with Bill Belichick? That was amazing. <laughs> like, and you know what's hilarious about this to me? is we uh, I really this fucked pod- this up. <laughs> we come on this podcast every week and we praise this guy. Like about how detail-oriented he is and how detail-oriented he has to be to be so successful. And this guy sent the wrong text to the wrong person. Dude, I guarantee Bill Belichick's (laughs) got
1: like thousands of unread emails and he just has no clue how to to like delete them.
0: (laughs) Bill Belichick is the guy. You definitely he types. He's the two fat. Fi- he's
1: the he's, yeah, he's the fat fingered uncle that's got like <laughs> his phone is on. His phone's got the like enlarged text and shit and like yeah uh, yeah. But hey, and, if mind you, if this if that never happened, if that never happened, this lawsuit would not go down because no. that is the proof that Brian Flores has that the Giants interview was a sham.
0: And you know it's. I don't know what, like, I guess this leads to a whole bigger issue, but how is it that a guy like Bill Belichick knew what an opposing team, who an opposing team was going to hire?
1: I mean, that's not an issue.
0: That's just fact. But like, so is that common knowledge? Am I missing something? It's common knowledge for other head coaches to know like who the top candidate is at. First of all,
1: first of all, Bill Belichick is the head coach, right? He's been in the game longer than anybody else. Second of all, he's of course he's got friends and. He's got friends that are the GM of this, and he knows that, and and all that other stuff. Like he knows who they right, like, you know what I mean? Like they go yeah, to the same point, dinner, they go to the same dinner parties, like and but you know they're like, oh, who do you like? And, oh, you know, I really like that. We 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 like that Dabble guy. We're probably gonna go after him, you know, at the yeah. end of the season. Like he knew Joe Judge was getting fired in week six. You know, like he knows exactly what's going down. You know. Okay,
0: fair point. I didn't think of it that way. But the last thing I'm gonna say about this, and you kind of just mentioned it guys like getting NFL jobs right yeah, like guy, that guys idiot. yeah guys who don't deserve to even touch an NFL head coaching vacancy are getting them and they're lasting a lot longer than these minority guys and at the end of the day it's just completely wrong like guys like Joe Judge guys like uh, Adam Gase like what what are these guys doing yeah, in the NFL I like don't... it's it's just it's crazy to me but that's kind of guys how like I Mike to wrap McCarthy
1: like you just don't even you know I'm kidding anyway but um... <laughs> Hey, he's got a Super Bowl. Uh, he's got a chip. He's got a chip. He's, he's got, got a chip. chip. He's got a chip. But yeah, I, I mean, you know, last thing I'll touch on too is you brought yeah you brought up a good point. Um, not saying the Colin Kaepernick. i not saying I don't respect the Colin Kaepernick thing. I do. Um, but this is really gonna make some monumental change. My biggest issue is this. I actually don't. I think the NFL are a bunch of scumbags. I don't really know what is actually like gonna happen here unless they have to like I think Flores is gonna have to drag this out
0: mm-hmm.
1: to a point where it shouldn't get dragged out anymore but one thing I will say last thing I'll say don't doubt the fact that he might not get he might get a, co- a coaching job he could still get a coaching job That's it's, fair. it's highly you're right it, the chances are greatly reduced but if I'm sitting in the NFL like PR team right now, I'm finding this dude a job
0: tomorrow. Oh yeah, if you're tomorrow, if you're, if you're a team like Cleveland or you know Indianapolis, a team that could use a head coach, smart. So you beyond. don't know how
1: much this whole thing hurts, considering this is the guy I've been wanting for weeks now,
0: weeks. Dude, you I've know been wanting Brian Flores, and then you know this what's comes fucked up. up? You know, yeah. I think the most fucked up part for you is that they were doing it as like, oh yeah, it let's was a just sham. Test. It's the check mark on the interview on class. I the think I said last
1: week or the week before, I said I heard the Giants are interviewing Brian Flores, and I was excited. Oh, <laughs> my God. I want to walk into that office and punch all the executives right now. <laughs> Who the fuck is this dabble guy anyway? Anyway. I, I've remember.
0: never heard of him. But... Neither
1: have I. Don't care. <laughs> fuck him.
0: Dude, you sound defeated. What's going on with the Giants, man? What's going on?
1: Considering they're a bunch of pigs. Uh, You know,
0: you know, it's I mean, dude, it's, you know, you know, you know, you guys have two Super Bowls in the last in the last 15 years. Yeah. But but like, since what year? 2016? It's just been a wreck. Like, what's going on over there? We're the worst team
1: in the past two or three years. Fun fact. Um, Jeez.
0: Here's you got a thing. you got Dude, a draft it, pick though, right? You got a high draft uh, pick?
1: We got the Bears draft pick. We got two times. Nah. It. it doesn't matter. It doesn't Thank matter. I think I think this I think yeah, by the way, Chicago. Thanks. Thanks for that. how that how that uh how, how's that working out? But um no, you know, part of it I think is complacency. Part of it I think was not getting rid of Gettelman fast enough. And another part of it is is the Mara ownership. Like all right, let's be completely real here for just a second. The first Giants Super Bowl in 07 was, Uh-oh. I think, the t- I think the team was very special. I think the team was very special, but a lot of luck was involved in that one. And the second one, a lot more luck was involved, mind you. Focusing in on the second one here, we went nine and seven. We were lucky that the division was complete poo poo, and we won the division. Mind you, the normal-ness. Bears, the, the the Bears went ten and six with Lovey and did not make the playoffs, and Lovey got fired. Right. That's just a start. The game against the 49ers. Uh, I don't know if you remember, Eddie, but that was when there was a punt and the 49ers guy literally just dropped it and just dropped it, just straight dropped it. Uh, Well, no, sorry. He dropped it and then. uh, No, no, he didn't drop it. The ball like barely. When I say barely, barely grazed his like leg or arm, like barely It was brutal brutal for the kid. I felt bad. Not really. Um, you know, and, and like, yeah, when you get the ball back at the 15 yard line, you're going to you're going to most likely win that game. Right. And and I'll say the performance in the second Super Bowl was a lot better. But here's the thing after that. It's not like each time they won the Super Bowl. OK, everybody's ass was on the line from top to bottom. Coughlin from all the way to the top. The, everybody's mm-hmm. ass was on the line and they pulled something out of their ass. And then Coughlin got fired in like in a miserable fashion. Cause he actually kind of sucks. Let's be real. And then the team didn't actually try and build new leadership. The Mara ownership really decided to keep, Oh, we're going to keep to this, whatever formula that they consider, you know, is their formula. And I mean, when you're, when you're high on your own supply because you've won two Super Bowls, I'm not saying like I wouldn't have done the same thing. I probably, would have done something different but if I had just won two Super Bowls I probably would have stuck with the same formula Mm -hmm. and I would have stuck with Eli like Eli was there too long man Eli was it got real ugly it got real ugly like after that Odell year it got real ugly (laughs) fast like bad. you know it needs to be gutted from top to bottom and like that's just the way it is now are we better off than the Bears 100,000% because we're not but you know like um
0: Listen, I like the new GM. I do like that hire. Oh, the Bills guy. Yeah, I like the new GM. I'm not. Uh, I don't know how much I like the Eberflus hire, but I like the GM hire.
1: It's yeah. We'll find. It really. It's one of those things you'll find out. Yeah,
0: you'll find. We'll see in the next three, four years how good of a hire it was. Um, what are your thoughts on Daniel Jones? By the way, last thing I want to do to, before we wrap up, kind of our NFL talk.
1: Uh, I actually believe in DJ. You still do. Um, Yeah, yeah, man. You know what? While he had the weapons the past couple years, it's not like he hasn't got weapons. You know, all right, all right. When they met, Brian Flores says he got paid a hundred k to lose games. I really want to think now. When you line up on third and twenty and you run quarterback draw, (laughs) was Joe Judge getting a fucking bag every time he lost games too? Because a lot of these play calls and dude, like. It's so uh, – every team has their, their – the plays that, that they find incredibly frustrating that their team calls on third down, right? Everybody does. I'm sure there's times on third down you're like, why the fuck are we doing – you know what I'm saying? Like Yeah. It, it, but that happens like way too much with the Giants. I think no, – and number two, our offensive coordinator has been complete booty hole. I mean we had like the worst <laughs> coach of all time. Worst coach of all time. Uh, being an offensive coordinator, how he even got another job makes no sense. Another guy that doesn't make sense why. He got a job. <laughs> but uh, I and the
0: think saga the guy, continues. <laughs> I,
1: I think the guy needs a good coach that's actually gonna develop him. Now he's at the point where we're kind of at the like, all right, like developing is kind of over. Like, yeah,
0: it's time I mean, to it's make your, results, it's year four now, right? For him. here,
1: here, a uh, uh, perspective from a GM perspective. There's not that many quarterbacks in the draft that. I'm willing that you really are going to take with those the two, two picks that we have. Like if you got a pick in the, like the 25 and the 30, there's a quarterback, but in our situation, it's going to be an O-lineman and it's going to be someone on defense.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause
1: the O-line needs work, massive, massive work. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'm okay with running DJ again for another year, give him another shot. And then, uh, if he doesn't work out, which, you know, there's a good chance that he doesn't, we'll move on to somebody else.
0: All right. All right. And that's the take from the New York Giants fanatic Shiv Kapoor. Um, next thing talk I want to talk, speaking about Shiv Kapoor, my man had a grand old time at Michigan State this past weekend. Uh, dude, let's talk about it. So you was it your first time visiting a Big Ten school?
1: No, I mean, so obviously I visited, I visited U of I – before and when I was uh, picking colleges,
0: oh uh, no no but, no 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 no! Oh, like no, no. actually I'm talking, visit, visit, yeah to like yeah yeah. Have yeah. Fun. I'm talking about like yeah. party at a yeah.
1: yeah so um yeah, it's my first time. I visited, I visited the University of Michigan, and then I went to a Michigan State game. Uh, holy shit, man! The <laughs> the uh, it's incredible. Like it it, <laughs> it, it, it it in just terms of like this. Take the money out for just a second. Every building is pristine.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They have every amenity you could think of on campus. I didn't go to their dining hall, but I have gone. Good authority It was pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know their gym is state of the art. You know it's built into a a, a, a city already. Mm-hmm. You know they got a Costco. They ain't <laughs> got no Costco in Decal.
0: They don't got no Costco. On the
1: all right, they got a Costco. I walk in, I see all these
0: Kirkland, this girl. I'm like, I got a
1: Costco out here. <laughs>
0: they, they got a cost cutters. They ain't got a Costco. <laughs>
1: they got a cost cutters. That's kind of funny. But yeah, dude, like, and here's the thing. I know for, I didn't, obviously, like, I didn't do anything educational. But no. I know for a fact the level of education there is, having already graduated college, the mm-hmm. level of education at a school like Michigan or U of I is... Really high Mm -hmm. and way higher than, than where we went. Yep. And, but here, here's the part where you got to bring the money back in is all right, take a look. And this is what they do on college tours, right? They, they, they say, look at this building, look at this amenity, look at the things you could do. Look at how great our sports teams are, which by the way, the sport culture is great, right? For, for, for guys like us who love sports. Mm Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Like, I'm at these games. I'm in the Michigan student section. Like, first of all, NIU student section? What the fuck is that? Like,
0: yeah, no, it's terrible. You know what
1: I'm saying? Like,
0: yeah.
1: it, it, it's – and the, the quality of athletics too, right? Like, we forget. I'm going – when I see Michigan, Michigan State, we're seeing two probably ranked teams in basketball who are going to compete for the national title
0: playing against mm-hmm. each other.
1: I'm essentially seeing an
0: NBA game. Yep, storied franchises, rabid storied fan bases. franchises,
1: ra- exactly, all of that. Now, mm. and that's what they do, right? They take you on this tour, and it's all nice, and then they tell you how much it costs. Yeah, and it's like I found out sixty-seven thousand dollars if you don't have a scholarship. Jesus, Christ. sixty-seven thousand dollars. <laughs> Jesus. Christ.
0: Dude, that's what a lot of people make in a year, and uh, I, a lot of people don't make that in a year. Yeah, the, I think the average is fifty-eight in the U.S., so that's right. like, that's almost ten more than average. Hey,
1: now, I'll take now take now take the sixty-eight thousand. Right, we're talking just a year. The sixty-eight thousand. I think that's including room and board. I'm not sure. I really, I really. I hope predict, it is.
0: Yeah, if you're uh, all right, all we'll right. call
1: that it is. right? So now let's okay. say now let's say you're living the college life now, at a school like this. Uh, and I know firsthand, the bars, the drinks are more expensive. We're talking oh, yeah. seven, eight, not, you know, eight bucks a drink, which if we're talking Chicago, it's like 10 to 12. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's not too far off. You know, like eight, nine bucks for a drink is not too far off. Ten to 12. You know, we're we're talking now. The parties are obviously whoo. But um, like, it's pretty expensive to live the lifestyle that you want to live. Now, mind you, you're going to a school that costs $60,000 a year. You're going to have some fun. Oh yeah. And we're not even getting into the fact whether you're in a, a Greek life or not,
0: Mm-mm.
1: which is also double, triple the price of what we paid.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, different culture, different all that.
0: Yeah. Uh, at, just- a, at a school that big, uh, Greek life is not necessary at all. Exactly. No, and it's not.
1: And that's the other thing too. At a school like ours, right? All the people it's that said they were bored. All the people that said they were bored, all the yeah. people that said they didn't have any friends, all the people that said that they that, that you can't make connections at this school, that that there's nothing to do. Uh weekends are 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 hopeless. weren't in Greek life. Yeah. Right? That's fair. Yeah. Because the school is small where if you're not in, you're not in, right? If you're mm-hmm. at a school like Michigan, I could give a fuck if you're in Greek life, bro. There is mm-hmm. a million different things to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, at at a school like that, but let's assume like it's going to cost you, we'll be conservative and say, you're probably spending like another thousand a month just on random stuff. That's pretty conservative, right? You're there, you're there, uh, nine months of the year, right? That's another 9,000. We're talking 77,000 a year times four is $308,000.
0: And that, my friends, is why student loan debt is the leader in all that. And
1: so they get these – and here's the problem because they get – there's a good amount of kids there that have scholarships. And if you can get – and this is the part – now it brings me back to why it was good to do well in school, in high school. Mm -hmm. I never understood it, and you would have never convinced me. Trust me. I'm an Indian. I have been taught and told (laughs) to do well in school for a very long time, and I did Mm -hmm. not follow that advice until – very late in, in the school, but this is the reason, because if you have a 4.0 GPA and you have a decent, well, we took the ACT, right? So mm-hmm. comparatively, let's say you have like a 32, 33 uh, ACT, right? That's pretty damn good. You'll get a scholarship to go to a school like U of I and, 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 and Michigan. And, uh, I don't even put Michigan state in that because Michigan state's way lower, like Wisconsin or whatever, Ohio state, right? Like, big 10 basically. Yeah. Big ten, the Big Ten, right. This 60-something thousand gets cut drastically. If you Mm -hmm. are able to find roommates, which is very easy, Mm -hmm. you can find yourself a cheap apartment. And that 60-something thousand gets drawn back even more. Yep. If you can get yourself one of those, then yes, this is really worth it for you to go. The amount Mm -hmm. of value that you're getting is immense. But if you're going out of pocket, if you are paying out of pocket, Mm
0: -hmm. it
1: is not worth your money. Because one thing I'll say, we shit on our school a lot. One thing I'll say, I earned the same degree. I earned the same accounting here we go. I earned the same accounting degree, right? That those kids did. Mm -hmm. And I also got a very good job. Just like those kids did. Now, the one thing is, right, like their 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 access to these big companies and their access to really high paying jobs is is higher, right? But that's part of the package the but it's not like you can't do it it's a big misconception like at our school Mm -hmm. it's not like you can't get into a big company right Mm -mm. so i got both of those things and in the end right what are we getting besides the experience which you can't really put a price on but besides the experience we're looking for how much debt am i in out of school Mm -hmm. what kind of job do i get what am i set up for right Mm -hmm. i'm set up just as much as they are and and a lot of people i know are too so, and I'm not spending $310,000 when it's all said and done. Yeah. Right. The, if you're the, not getting a scholarship, bro, this is not worth it for you to go. I'll tell you that straight out. It's not worth it at all.
0: The the one thing I wanted to say, um, it's very common now to uh, discredit college and university. I, it's a very common take. I think that yeah. Yeah, for uh, sure. a lot, of, even guys like Gary Vee, who I, me and you are both huge fans of, right? Like. We 100%. love Gary V. We love all the 100%. stuff he does. He's big against college. He's he's a big uh-huh. advocate for not going. By
1: the way, Gary V. went to college.
0: He did go to college. So one one thing I will say about college that's highly underrated, right? One of the things that people talk about all the time is the experience, right? The college experience and like going out and, you know, partying, whatever. Um, just living on your own, right? But I do think there is some value to the college experience. Tremendous that, value. That tremendous value that often gets overlooked by guys like Gary Vee who say, oh, fuck it, college is stupid. The one thing that I'll say that I disagree with yeah. is when you go to college and you're on your own for the first time, especially at a school as big as Michigan State, it's – it's a little city. It's basically a mini city. It's your own community, and it's also your opportunity to start networking with a lot of different people.
1: I was in Ann Arbor, dude. Ann Arbor is actually a decently sized city.
0: That's what I'm... Okay, so even then, but I'm assuming, right, Ann Arbor, the majority of it is it a college town that the college campus is in the middle of the city and everything else is? So, ba- yeah, so, yeah,
1: basically, you pull, you get off the highway, and it's mm-hmm. like the city. There's nothing like there's nothing that says University of Michigan, and then once you go like a couple blocks down, then the, then the school gets integrated into the city. Yeah, yes, so yes.
0: so so basically, I know you haven't been uh, down to Iowa, but Iowa is the exact same way. Um, same thing with U of I. Northwestern is, you know, basically the centerpiece of Evanston. I've so, seen
1: Minnesota. Minnesota's does it the best because it's in the mini- middle of Minneapolis, right? So yeah. that is actually like a big city. Right. Minneapolis, Minnesota is a big city uh, or Minnesota in Minneapolis, right? It's so, a big city. Exactly. It, but it's so well integrated, bro. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, here's a building and then here's a bunch of regular office shit. Here's another school building, you know?
0: So my, my whole point, I guess, what I'm basically trying to say is that when you go to these places that are this big, you're going to get a lot of different experiences. You're going to see a lot of different things that you wouldn't see if you skipped college it's just or if you just exposure. wanted to go. It's, it's, it's massive exposure in ways that's really good for your development. Because think about it, man. Like When I was 18, I thought I was a shit. I thought I was a grown, right? But like I'll look p- back at pictures now. When I was, I was 18, kid, I, was I was a kid. I was a baby, man. I didn't know shit about shit. And so, so one of the things that I think was really important for me was getting that college experience. However, again, this brings up the point of money, right? Like if you're going to pay 60 grand for the college experience, you're one on crack and two, you shouldn't fucking do it.
1: Yeah. Like just,
0: just straight up, right? Like Shiv and I, we both went to NIU, right? NIU is a smaller to mid-level college with about 16,000, I think total. Maybe the last time I checked, maybe even less now. But less, the point, no. but, but the point is that Shiv and I were able to get that college experience on a cheaper dime in a smaller town, but we still were able to get that full, you know, develop the, the four very important development years before you get into into you know your professional life. So I think college is extremely important in that way, in and of itself. You just have to find a deal with what school you go to, because if you're if you're really someone, like to be completely honest, if you're going to go to a place like Michigan to get a comms degree. Like you definitely, you definitely need to rethink like your structure, right? Like what you actually really need to be doing to get that comms degree. Um, because the same degree is worth, you know, 10 grand at another school. So you get, there's a ton of things that you need to do. And I I agree that college is not for everybody. There's just some people who right out of high school, they know what they want to do. They've got their mindset on something and that's what they're going to attack. But if you're someone like myself, especially like me, because I really when I got to college, I knew I wanted to do business because I knew it was a necessary skill in life. But I didn't know what the fuck I wanted to do. I had no idea. And so one of the things that really helped me was spending, you know, those first two gen ed semesters exploring shit, meeting people, building those relationships, talking to professors, going to seminars, that type of thing to find out what I actually wanted to do. Um, so I, I think that that's super important. But
1: And I think even in – especially in the environment now, right? And the, the one thing – I was always in the mindset, I didn't want to go to college, first of all. I didn't want to go at all. I had to get convinced to go to college because I thought, just like Yarebe said, and mind you, I was listening to guys like him back in 2017 when it was time to pick to go to college and other people too were saying this is a complete waste of money it's a complete waste of time like you're just going to be in student debt you're going to walk out you're not going to know anything I completely agree with everything you said especially now though right if we're in in it we're still in a COVID work from home environment where yeah, let's say you don't go to college and that's completely fine, right? Everyone everyone is on their own path in life and not going to college doesn't necessarily mean that you're it will especially mean it doesn't mean that you're like less than anybody or anything of that sort, right? But if you're going to work a job, if you're going to go work a job or you're going to um, you know, self-study whatever it may be, you are exposed to so many so much less people. Like mm-hmm. you're just only seeing the same people every day. At least in college, even online, you're still exposed to new people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And really, college is what you make of it. A lot of the people now that I see that say college was a waste of time didn't put the effort in. A lot mm-hmm. of the people that I hear say that there was nothing to do didn't actually go out there and try and find something to do. Mm-hmm. Right. A lot. And I'm not saying like, oh, if you're introverted, you're fucked. No, 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 none of that. None of that sort, because I know many introverted people that have a great time in college. Right. Mm hmm. It, it's a it's what you make of it it is really like when they say it's what you make of it it is really how you your mindset towards the next four years or like what you're going to do and people a lot of us who look back on it we have fond memories because of the people that we met right like mm-hmm. i met i and not not even from number one business wise i met so many multimillionaires close to billionaires that i would have never met right if i never went to college and also yeah lifelong friendships and that stuff like you can't i like i said before you can't actually put a price on that Mm -hmm. like i can't put a price on what the past four years had done for me mind you yeah a lot of it had to do with greek life and the development but my development there is the reason i'm like am where i am today it's the reason i'm the man i am today Mm -hmm. it's this the taking lead like when they say take leadership positions right they're not just saying that because of your resume Mm-mm. dude the amount of stuff you learn having to be the head or having to run whatever it may be that you're running it wakes you up real fast and like like you said bro i didn't know shit about shit At all. Like I didn't actually know what it took to be an adult. I just, I just, you just get slapped the label. Like when you're 18, you're, you're all different. Everyone's all different, you know, levels of of maturity, but you get slapped the label of adult regardless. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, yeah, I completely agree. We're not. I wasn't even talking about the degrees that are complete, like like that are worthless, like art and shit. Like if you're going to <laughs> if you're going to a school that charges sixty thousand, you're getting a degree. And I was talking about if you're paying sixty thousand, you're getting a degree. And and we're not. I'm not just talking business, right? Because in business, there's only a few. At NIU, there was only like three degrees that were really like that actually got you something out, right? OMIS accounting, and finance, right? Like. Uh, then in the, in, in the, in the arts, there's a lot of degrees that are completely worthless. <laughs> so it, it, and I'm not even, it's not even, not even taking a shot at anybody. It's just the truth, right? The people that got these degrees that have good jobs now, I'll ask them, well, how much of your degree did you use? None. Uh, the only reason like you could credit the fact that yes, because I had a college degree, I got an interview. Sure. But your degree itself didn't do shit for your job. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the people I know who have sales jobs, right, got comms degrees. And I, I when, when they get offended, when I say something like that, it's like, no, 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 dude, everything that you do right now is because you had the ability and talent to do it. Like you saying that your degree, like me saying your degree is bullshit is actually a credit to like who you are individually as a person, because it's not like your degree taught you any of the shit that you're doing right now. You were doing all that on your own. Mhm. You know that natural selling ability that some people I know have is something that you have. It's not anything this school provided you take getting that bullshit degree. Like look at the classes you were taking, dog, and tell me that those actually did something for you. They didn't do shit at all. You just studied for them to get a good grade on the test. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not saying that 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 I don't take those same classes, right? A lot of the classes I've take I've taken and I'm currently taking do nothing for me. But the fact that it progresses me towards the degree but at the end of the day my knowledge set of business is way is 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 like far different than what it would have been just sitting on my ass watching tiktoks Mm -hmm. you know but yeah Mm -hmm. i agree bro i i agree i I think it's really a it's a value prop at the end of the day it's a value prop it's a business don't look at college as anything other than a business it is a value prop it's a business and you have to evaluate like, if you walk out of school with 250000 in debt with a bullshit degree, it's your fault. Yeah. Not the government's – and we can get into this part too. It's not the government's responsibility to bail you out for being an idiot. Oh, I was only 18. How, how can you let a, a child sign a document for $60,000, you know, blah, blah, blah. But you, but you can't buy a car and, and you can't do this and, and you can't do that. Do I agree that the system is kind of broken in that way? Sure, I agree. There's a flaw there. At the end of the day, right, even though we both agreed that we didn't know shit about the world at 18, we both knew not to go to a school that cost $60,000 a year.
0: Yeah, fair.
1: We knew that from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Like at the end of the day, don't be an idiot and and don't be the guy that let's say you went down this track and you are this person to go around and blame somebody else that's not you for where you are right now. Like this goes into life and everything else. He's mm-hmm. like, no, you put yourself there. You decided to stay all four years, or however long extra it took you, because you decided to party a bit too much. Mm-hmm. You know, it's your fault. It's the hole you dug yourself in. Mm-hmm. You know, you're telling me you didn't look at the number when it was at 150 thousand. Think, man, that's kind of a lot. It, it's on you. But yeah, that's that's what I'll say on that.
0: Uh, what do you? Everyone talks about how and I use a top 25 accounting program. Do you feel that way?
1: Yeah, 100. percent Okay. Um, the, th- th- this is the part where the value prop really gets in the question because I also had a partial scholarship too. So the, the amount of value I got, like when they say, oh, and I use accounting programs, for- it's fucking good. It's damn good. Like I look at, cause I obviously when I had my internship and then I talked to people now who are getting the same jobs that I am, it's, they went to U of I, they went to, uh, they went to the Michigan, they went to Wisconsin or any, think of any big school right in, in our area. It's like, okay, so we kind of learn the same thing, right? Like at a certain level, we have to learn the same baseline accounting skills. But the amount of developmental stuff that I think the school did and the the quality of professors that I had. And and I say this because I look at other departments, right, in -hmm. the College of Business. I look at those professors and I look at the type of professors that they're hiring from accounting. Right. All professors are going to be like PhDs and shit. But like these people have kind of done stuff. All these people that I'm, you know, all these professors that I'm meeting are kind of like, oh, this is like this is an accredited person. This is not like someone who's a joke. This is someone who's done something in the real world that's assigned to take it places. Also, the amount of guidance that I've received on the business world, the inner workings of business itself mm-hmm. is pretty high. So, I, yeah, what I say, top 25 for sure. I think it's, a. I think account, the accounting program is a good program.
0: Yeah. All right. That's interesting. That's an interesting take to hear. Cause you always hear that when you apply to NIU, that's one of the top things you hear. Uh, and I use, you know, accredited accounting program, but yeah, it's super cool to hear that. It's actually, I mean, know. there's
1: a reason it's pretty hard, you know? Yeah. It, 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 it's the one thing that they don't take as. I mean, I'm not saying they don't, they take other things as a joke, but it's the one thing they really, they, they, they really buckle down on that for
0: really. I think the two schools at NIU that, do it right, or the business program, and then I think the nursing program actually as well.
1: Yeah, that nursing program just cranks out candidates. <laughs>
0: it cranks out. Uh, well, the amount of people we know that Now I'm like, damn, this thing's got a system going. Yeah, in they they got a they got a constant moving system there, and it's hard. It is tough, man. The NCLEX, it's, it takes a lot of uh, memorization and a lot of uh, a lot of studying, for sure. Um, so yeah, shout out nursing majors. Man. Shout out nursing. Shout uh, out nursing Yeah, every, I honestly feel like most other degrees at Northern are a joke. No offense most to Most degrees
1: in general are a complete joke.
0: Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. But, um, moving on. Dave Portnoy versus Business Oh, insight. no, we're not doing this again.
1: We're not doing this again. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> absolutely All right, we're, we're that, skipping this one that, that uh, <laughs> i, I I'll, I'll give you a better fucking headline than that that I, one thing i'll say on that i think it's funny that like that because i saw it on my feed right yesterday mm-hmm. i was yeah. like oh what happened and then because portnoy was going off and i'm like oh what's going on here and i look and i see the tweet this chick the chick that wrote the article was like we got four more accounts yeah she's back Bay Portnoy. i'm like oh man she's back uh, I, hey pen stock though I will say for all this news breaking,
0: they're uh, chilling. They're chilling. Right
1: stock. Now. Oh wait, shit! I should have checked my phone. Uh, oh no no, they're up two percent. Yeah, 2%, they're right
0: they're now. they're chilling. They're, they're not chilling. they're not uh they're not in any dire situation right now. I don't think so either. I think unless this really gets like moved to a real offense on Dave's behalf, I think that it'll, it'll be fine. It, I think it, Barstool's yeah, fan base is way too loyal. Um especially now with the, what they've done with their sports book and they're in all these different types of media. And have you noticed too that all of their YouTube ads now are Barstool employees? Really? Have you noticed that? Yeah. Like anytime I'm watching. Oh, a I don't video, have YouTube ads, but yeah, that's, that's uh, kinda... well, yeah, I'm sorry. you got the YouTube TV. You're better than me. I know. But, um, nah, dude, all their YouTube ads are, uh, Barstool employees now like acting. Uh, advertisement. Uh,
1: I'm so happy for uh, Kelly in Vegas. What happened to Kelly in Vegas was like it was awful. Do you you know what happened? No, I, I don't know.
0: I don't know enough about uh, Kelly in Vegas. So go so ahead. I was
1: following Kelly in Vegas when she she's still on wager talk, but I was following Kelly in Vegas when she was on wager talk. Also there was a four-part documentary by Showtime. This is right when sports betting got legalized and it was about sports betting and it went through like it went through basically four different characters um, uh, leading up to the Super Bowl with the Rams and the Patriots in 2019. Mm-hmm. And so Kelly and Vegas was one of the uh, people on there. They featured a complete degenerate gambler, Vegas Dave, uh, uh, actual like two actual <laughs> professionals. Um, uh, Vegas no, no. Dave. The funniest thing is, is they shit on Vegas Dave. They utterly <laughs> shit on Vegas Dave. It's great. It's phenomenal. But anyway. So Kelly Vegas is on there, right? And she was really a host and she wanted for the longest time, she's like, I don't want to be a host. I want to be an analyst. Like I mm-hmm. want to give picks. Like, right? and the thing is, is, is women, and especially in that industry were only looked at as one way. It was, if, 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 if she was hot, she's in and she'll, she'll do the promos. She'll do the intro.
0: Mm-hmm. She'll
1: do the hosting, you know? Yeah. But she, for the longest time, wanted to give picks. And the thing is, She's good at picking games. Yeah. Like really good at picking games. Her fucking parlay this year in, in NCAA I've been tailing all season. She's up fifty-three units on that thing. Damn. That's incredible. That is nice. Right? So and she, oh, she's been on Wager Talking. She had her own show, kind of, but she would mostly host and like I was like I was waiting to see if this chick was gonna break through even after this uh documentary, because I was like this is like she could definitely land a job somewhere once sports betting actually takes off. And like these big networks like Fox has got a betting show. ESPN has a betting show. It's terrible, but they have a betting show. So she gets uh, she gets hired by ESPN mm-hmm. and puts it on Twitter. And it's like, yeah, I'm going to ESPN. And I'm like, wow, I'm super happy for this chick. Like wait wh- grinding for years, like tens of years. Tens of years to like get a job. Like at the end of the day, as much as I should on ESPN, the job at ESPN is the mecca, right? Oh like, yeah,
0: that's the goal of that industry,
1: yep. right? Two days later, sad to announce, Kelly in Vegas is not working at ESPN. Why? Because. They found some old tweets, and I didn't. I think I, I read them at the time. I don't remember what they said. To be honest, they weren't that bad. She said some vulgar language, but obviously nothing that bad that no one else hired her, right? Like,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: but it, they weren't PC.
0: And that's uh, it. That's it,
1: right? They weren't PC.
0: So she got canceled, basically.
1: I don't. Not, I'm not sure exactly what she said, but she got canceled. So ESPN let her go. They said, we're not going to, we're not going to go through with this in You're two days in like two days, bro. Two that's,
0: days. That's fucked up. And the thing man. is,
1: is so she said she made ESPN aware of those, right? Yeah. Before, like during the interview process, she made ESPN aware. And it wasn't until this whole cancel culture bullshit came out that she got canned from ESPN and dumped mm-hmm. like, like unceremoniously, like just kicked to the curb. Like now nah, see ya, which is fucked up. It's fucked up because, number one, well, she had to quit her job at Wager Talk. Obviously, they let her back because she's a star, right? Right. But within about a couple weeks of that, she gets announced at Barstool. And that, I was like, all right, well, she's definitely not going to can there. And number two, (laughs) that that was a platform where I knew that
0: she would thrive.
1: She could definitely succeed in. Definitely. And look what's happened.
0: Yeah.
1: Look what's happened. She's got her own show, Megan Making Money. She's on a couple other shows. Right? Her Twitter's popping off. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, like, number one, this is a testament to how hard you have to grind to get to where you want to be because it took so long. But at the same time, like, fuck ESPN.
0: Uh, Is is she on any shows at Barstool other than – I only ever see her doing her, like, own thing where she stands in front of a green screen and gives her pics. But I haven't seen her really in, like – she does she have a podcast or anything?
1: She's got a podcast. With the other chick at Barstool, Megan making money. It's called oh, Money Shots. The two, I don't really uh, listen to it. The yeah. two
0: female gamblers. Okay. To be
1: honest, though, I did one time. I listened to it during the NFL season. And I'm like – because here's the thing. When she gives analysis, like she – this is like I first heard this. I'm like, oh, great. Like, whoa, 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 what does she got to say? And she's like, Texas Tech has got the blank ranked like number one. I really think that I, Kansas State is going to – I think they can cover this. Spread. I'm like, that's a pretty good analysis.
0: I'm
1: yeah. going to take this pick. It's, <laughs> right? Next pick. Yeah. hits next pick hits i'm like wow like you know like uh, it, it don't knock anybody bro till you till you to till, till you, you can't you can't judge a book by its cover
0: never um what are your thoughts on megan making money then she's cool i
1: don't, know, <laughs> I, I don't really got I, I don't know i haven't i didn't know i didn't know about her until she got to barstool but yeah, yeah I, I didn't mean, either but she's got fun parlays i guess no opinion really go, okay Okay, no, Um, not one of those. But yeah,
0: (laughs) all right. Um, that's interesting. Well, do you you haven't ever bought like merch, right? Ever from you know any of these places, Barstool? No,
1: I haven't. I thought about it for a while. Um, like Saturdays for the boys flag back in the day. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? But no, I did. The only merch I've ever got is because I won a bet, and then they they give you merch.
0: Uh, who's, oh, the uh, Barcel stuff?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um,
0: would you get, a hoodie?
1: I got a golf polo. Oh, do you like it? Yeah, the only thing is, and that's the funny thing is, uh, Kelly Vegas actually mentioned this. I was like, so I ordered this polo. I think I order a large, right? And that's mm-hmm. my, like, normally, like, before I was an extra large, large is normally my size, right? Yo, I get this polo, bro. It's massive. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm. Look, I look at the tag. I'm like, did I order the wrong? No, I ordered the right thing. This thing is just massive. But she goes, yeah, I ordered a small, and this thing is huge. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> okay,
0: so decide. everybody got the, the it. guy,
1: the guy, the guy in the print shop one day just pressed the wrong button or something because these yeah. things were massive, dude. I'm like, this looks like a two X, you know?
0: Nah, uh, they're they're appealing to the average American with their size. I don't know yeah. what's
1: wor- What's worse, wearing clothing that's too baggy or too tight? I think too tight's worse, but like.
0: Yeah, I think too tight's a little worse. Too tight's I, a little worse. But... You could get away with wearing a big ass like shirt or a big right. ass pants, but a, a too tight, you're you're looking a little, you're looking a little sus. Um, dude, the one thing I wanted to touch on too before you know we wrap anything up, um, have you seen the new pod with Khabib, the full sand pod? I saw like the
1: first twenty minutes. It's pretty good. Yeah, I I and, I, I, I want to know though their NFT stuff. Uh, the,
0: their Metacard?
1: Yeah. What? Uh, well, uh, what's going
0: you, on over there? So you think it's a, a sham?
1: No, I just want to know what I'm actually getting. Like, listen, you you said, oh, we're going to have these events. There's going to be exclusive this. We're going to be building this. I'm like, but here's the thing. Like, when you're buying a business or a stock or a cryptocurrency or whatever it may be, I get data. That's real. I get real numbers. I get, I get detailed expansion plans. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I get a lot of info. This is a lot of like at the club type stuff. Like my buddy is pitching me this idea at the club, right? We're not going to get into numbers, but it's just something I like, you know, that it's a conversation. Right. And it's like, I don't really know the value that I'm getting. Also, these things are going for what, like plus 10,000 plus now. Yeah. So I, I just, I'm not, I'm not saying it's a scam by any means. I love Nelk videos and I like that. I think I like the business, what they built, but a um, little bit more clarity on that. I think as soon as the Gary V podcast happened, they got really excited. Because, yeah, I, I, dude, because remember in that podcast, they're like, we don't really I mean, we're kind of planning, but like we don't really like I don't know till like two weeks later, like we're dropping our new NFT. <laughs> I am like, whoa, what happened here in a week, you know, in a week. I think they got a little excited. I don't they,
0: know. They did. I think Gary V solidified everything that they were, like, talking about behind the scenes. Because like, you could yeah,
1: see, see, see Kyle's face. He looked like a happy child. Yeah. He, really? He, like, he, he, it could be tep- this big?
0: He was asking a ton of questions. I mean, honestly, to be fair, if Gary V told me to launch an NFT, I would. A non-deal right now. Like, I'd do it right now. I'd, do I'd draw some shit and do on my
1: wall, and, then, <laughs> and I got
0: an NFT. V friends. Yay. Okay. But,
1: no nah, He's he, making V friends, too. Do you see that?
0: Yeah. I've seen all his new characters shit i he's i keep uh i keep pretty good tabs on gary which is my problem
1: with the first v friends is because this dude is literally sitting there drawing i'm like is this a i thought it was a joke i'm like is this a joke
0: like like, yeah that's one thing like the designs aren't great but i
1: was stu. i was the one that was that was uh the joke was because i didn't actually understand what the fuck was going on
0: yep and one thing that's gonna be one of my biggest regrets too because you know what's fucked i knew about the drop of the uh of the of his what's it called his um NFT, and I knew that it would give you access to VCON and all that stuff. Yeah,
1: Eddie, my finger was hovering on the buy button. All right, like, really,
0: you were there, you were at the page.
1: I had the I had the fucking money. I was sitting there like, should Bro. I do this? You know, like, yeah. Oh my god, that,
0: that's uh that's gonna oh. be a big L for both of us. I think because I I really like contemplated. Like, should I just do it? And then the next day I forgot about it. And then the next day launch. And then the next could have day flipped it was... fucking
1: four grand into eighty.
0: Dude, not even that. Like I would have at least gone to the first Vcon. Like, have you seen the list of people going to that?
1: Dude, it's not even about Vcon. You it's, know it's, what I mean? it's 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 like, not.
0: But like, getting the opportunity to go there. What's this NFT talk, worth in
1: five years?
0: That's what I'm saying too. You know? Like, it's it's it's. Super, super valuable, and then you don't even know what else is gonna come along with it, like
1: right. Because this is just the like, beginning. He's even like, uh, if someone pays a hundred thousand from one of these, like I feel obligated to like give some sort of value. I'm like, y-
0: yeah, kind of
1: like, yeah. This is this is It's crazy. Like he. Fuck, the guy's just right about everything. Dude, he it's is. just amazing how he's right about everything. Dude, the
0: the book I'm reading right now, crushing it. It's musical.ly. hilarious. That's it's hilarious. He, he literally had an entire chapter about musically. Which can you, you tell me what year that book was? This is, I think, 2018. This book dropped. I'm
1: gonna jump off a bridge. Are you kidding me?
0: Yeah. Um, And, dude, the whole chapter about Musical.ly is hilarious because he, word for word, predicts exactly what was going to happen. Obviously, for those of you who don't know, Musical.ly turned into TikTok, and obviously we know what that is now. But he was literally saying, like, in the first paragraph alone, he's like, now, do not, like, heed my warning here. Musical.ly could either be the next biggest thing in the next five years or it can be a total flop. Here's why. And then he breaks it down because at the time, Musical.ly was only, like, a lip-singing app. So like basically, kids would get on. They would film themselves lip singing a video and then share it. And it was super big with kids between like seven to thirteen years old. But then he's like, "But here's why you get into it, even though only seven to thirteen year olds are getting into it." How is he's, this part? Po- how is it? Like, be good at your job? dude, but... he's he's nuts. And then literally, he just basically breaks it down to like those seven those seven to thirteen year olds. One day are going to be eighteen to twenty five year olds who want to consume your content. Like blah 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 blah. And he just starts going in and in and in. And then, like, he basically says, too, like, how they had the opportunity to, to do a lot more with the space. And basically everything he says that they should have done with the space, they ended up doing with TikTok, which is what TikTok is now. Like, this he's guy like, got on the television, the <laughs> NBC, and says in t- 2010, Facebook will buy, buy Instagram. Instagram. And they laughed at him. They what all the fuck? At him.
1: First of all, saying Instagram is going to pop off is one thing. Saying Facebook specifically is gonna buy Instagram is another thing. Like, what? Yeah. The, what the fuck?
0: I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, I mean, dude, he's he's just crazy. He's a legend, um, bro. He is a legend. And one thing I I brought up going to Vcon only because I don't know if this guy's gonna do those appearances anymore unless they're like promoting his own shit. Like, I was looking to see if I like what's the closest he's gonna be to me, so I could I want to see him live. Like, I'd love to see one of his conferences. But I think besides Vicon, like, he's not set on anything else. Dude, so. I'm
1: pissed. So I was going to go. I was going to go because he does the – every year the tops, uh bait, like, the, the card collection things and at the Allstate Center. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, I'm going. And uh, I'm like, I'm going. You know, like, I'm, go- yeah. I'm going this time because I could have gone last time and I didn't. And I, I was like, I definitely have to go this time. It's probably the last time you're going to be able to just walk up to Gary V and be like, yeah, what's up, dude? Yeah. You know? Um, mm-hmm. and he had, he couldn't make it, uh, s- some personal stuff, which really sucked. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. You know, what's funny, dude. I think, I don't know why I think this way, but I think I'll be in a meeting room with Gary Vee at some point. I don't <laughs> And
0: I'm not even <laughs> kidding. It's, like, it's, no, it's I, not- I, I laugh only because like, that's just the cut of your jip. Yeah man, I, I just can't uh, believe I just, that that's gonna I, happen at some point. I honestly you're the only person who could say that to me with a straight face and me believe you. Yeah.
1: The only person
0: the that I know personally that could say that to me and me not laugh, like actually bust out laughing and be like, dude, no, no shot. Like you gotta you gotta you gotta either change your entire like the entire way you move the next two to three years or you gotta like do something to show me. But, right. like, you, you're you one of the few people, man, the only person I that can say that, and I believe him. I appreciate that, bro. Yeah, no problem, man. But, um, but yeah, that's all I got. You got anything else?
1: No. You know what's funny, dude? I, I, like, on Tuesdays or, like, whatever, whenever during, whenever it's not the podcast day, I'm like, we should – you'll see me text you. I'll be like, oh, we should talk about this, and we should talk about this. Mm. And then when we get to the podcast, I'm just like,
0: yeah, I don't know, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> like.
1: Uh, uh, I think next week we'll touch on – I don't know. We'll, we'll do a <laughs> – <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
0: we'll,
1: uh, uh, so we'll we'll definitely do our Super Bowl picks next week. Super Bowl week.
0: picks will be next week, so stay tuned for we'll that. We'll have
1: a ton of props for that.
0: We'll have all the props. I want to do everything. I want to do Gatorade color. I want to do coin talk. I want to do every fucking little prop you can. We're going to do it all. Yeah, um,
1: I'll,
0: I'll get a list. I'll we'll, get a get list. A, we'll get a list and then uh, – you know, we'll sprinkle in other stuff there too. I don't know. We'll fucking we'll figure it out as we go. That's what I think we've been
1: doing this whole
0: time. So. This entire, I think the podcast flows the best when we just let it go. We have a few topics we bring in here and there we want to talk about, but for the most part, it just flows naturally. It's good, and it's you know, it's good content. It's out there. <laughs>
1: Appreciate the listeners, by the way.
0: Appreciate the listeners. Uh, Keep supporting the page. I'm going to be more active, posting a lot more polls, questions, quizzes, all that type of stuff. Go ahead and follow us right now if you haven't already. Shetty Show, S-H-E-D-D-Y, S-H-O-W, of course. And then follow me and Shiv as well. Uh, Shiv is Shiv K. Kapoor. And uh, I am Eddie Hove on Instagram. So go ahead and follow us. Uh, let us know what you think. We appreciate you guys for listening so far. Um, give us feedback. Give us whatever you guys want to give us uh, in the comment section. And uh, stay tuned for other social media sites soon, where those are in the works. Um, but yeah, that's all I got. Any final thoughts, Chip?
1: Uh, shout out the Michigan guys for having me and all that. Uh, it was a good time. But yeah, so, see you shout next out week, to
0: Michigan guys. See you guys next week.